Tuesday, guys. Man, what a week. What a week we have ahead of us. Pete, what's going on, man? How are you? Well, I'm uh, I'm doing very good. Exciting uh, exciting times. We got Halloween coming up. What are you going to be? Spooky season. Uh, you know, I think, um, I think I'm going to keep that a secret till the big day. Three. Okay. That may be because I haven't actually got my costume yet or because I just want to keep you guys in suspense, but... Uh, Maybe you'll find out on Halloween. You're a busy man. You're flying all over the place. You're training for the marathon. You know, you're just, you know, going to football games, man. I, uh, I am. Before we get into that real quick, do you have uh, any uh, tidbits on your Halloween costume? I do. I'll go ahead and get my spoilers. Um, so I'm a, I have three costumes. Three. Wow. If you, I, I kind of like Halloween. First one is I'm going to be a plastic surgeon. Pretty cool. And okay. I like it. <laughs> and Kat's going to be my uh, Your patient. patient. Yeah. So she'll have <laughs> all kinds of marks on her. The second one, I'm going to be a Jamaican bobsled runner. Oh, wait. I love that idea. Are you going to be the guy with the egg? Yes, I am. I got an egg. I'm going to have a lot of eggs. Oh, on that's brilliant. Jamaican man. Anyways. Two for the running, three for the show. I love that movie. I yeah. need to watch it again. Cool running. Third one, I'm going to be Spider Man. Damn, so you like, is this all in one night? You're going to plan on like uh, changing? Well, today we actually have, for those that don't know, we're raising money for Achilles for the marathon and we're having a Halloween party at Writing on the Wall. So we'd love to have everyone come, bring their costume outfits. I'll wear one there. We're going to also go to a couple more gatherings this weekend, but yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, yeah, if you guys can make it, come out, benefit a great cause at Achilles and uh, see what costumes we got for you. Other than that, tell me, tell us, yeah, let's talk about the Seahawks shit. Let's talk about Can I get stuff. a 12th man? C. You can't. Hawks. <laughs> Go Hawks, baby. Hey, I had the time of my life. I, I truly lived out. You know, there's like those moments in your life where you, you like realize that you're currently living out a dream. Well, that was that for me. Um, this past Monday, it was incredible. I, I got to go out to Seattle and, um, you know, be just a part of that whole Monday night football event, essentially started out, you know, anytime it's a primetime game in Seattle, there is, in my opinion, no better sports city than Seattle. And then especially with the Seahawks, like the 12th man is just the most incredible fan base. And obviously, you know, I got it tattooed on my finger. I'm tatted for life. I'm a 12 for life, but it was so cool just to be around everyone and feel all the energy. I got to go and do a pregame show with uh, two awesome analysts with the Seahawks. And I'm like, you know what? I freaking love this. Like it would be so sick to come on and just like, I, I never thought about it before. And I think kind of like now that we are doing the whole podcast thing, I'm like, maybe that's something that I like, cause I know everything about the Seahawks, right? So I'm like, that's something I could totally do. So I got to do a cool little pregame show with them. I freaking loved it. Got to see my idol, Matt Hasselbeck. This is a guy that I grew up, like he was one of my first jerseys. I grew up as a Seahawks fan, seeing him, watch him. He took us to our first Super Bowl. Like the memories I have with my family, my friends, watching this guy play football for the Hawks. And I got to go, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> I went on stage right after him and I'm like, why the hell would you guys put me on stage right after Matt Hasselbeck? How in the world do you follow that up? You can't, it's Matt Hasselbeck, but it was so cool. I didn't get to meet him there. Uh, and I was like, shoot, super bummed. We'll fast forward to the game. It was super cool. Got to get, got invited down onto the field um, at the two minute warning. Got to go do a, a challenge with Blitz, the mascot uh, for the Seahawks. And right before that happened, 
Matt Hasselbeck was being inducted into the Ring of Honor for the Seahawks. That's why it was a big, big event going on at halftime. And that's a huge honor. And he comes down and I'm like, oh my God, that's Matt. And Blitz went up to him and had him come over. And I got to take a picture of Matt Hasselbeck. I congratulate him, tell him how big of a fan I was. And just a really surreal moment. Then I got to go on the field, my dream stadium, right? And my dream team with everyone, like 67, 70,000 people in there and go throw some footballs. And it just like, it was a moment where I just felt like so like lucky. And I was like, damn, this is the coolest thing ever. I just wanted to soak it in. I'll never forget it. I love my Hawks. So um, that's my Monday Night Football experience uh, for you guys. It was pretty cool. Sheesh. Sheesh. I want to go play football right now, man. Put me in, coach. Let's go. It sounds like quite the experience there, buddy. Yeah, I'll never forget. I wish the Bears did that for me. Yeah. Anyways, Red, don't make any comments. Uh, I'm surprised you got the team right this time. Or the the team name. I know, right? I know. Man, we got our asses whooped by by Tampa. Oh, that was bad. But anyway, I don't want to talk about it. But guys, we have an exciting show. We're going to do Bachelor Breakdown. Um, this actually was probably my favorite episode in a while, just because it was kind of funny. Can we just give like Michelle a shit ton of love? Like, oh, yeah. She is Let's such a freaking rock star. And it, I think everyone's just going to fall more and more in love with her and be more and more impressed as every episode goes. But just I'm really, really, this is a season I'm like really excited for. I haven't really felt this excitement for a season in, in a little bit. Yeah, I'm super excited too. I guess we should just get into it with Emma right now. Should we just jump into it? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Emma, you ready? We are stoked to be getting into our Bachelor Breakdown segment. Another one of our third roommate's favorite segments, the Bachelor Breakdown, where we break down what's going down in Bachelor Nation. We got Emma with us again. Hey, howdy, hey. Hey, howdy, hey. And guys, it went down. It went down. I don't know if you watched last night. Last night was really fucking entertaining. It was I don't know what you guys thought. but Good episode. But before we get into the episode, there's two massive, massive things that happened this week and, and a rumor on top of that all. Rumors. I love a good rumor. So... It's been a pretty eventful week for Bachelor Nation, and Monday came out swinging. We got an engagement and a breakup. Damn. That's balance. The, uh, that the juxtaposition, balance. if you will, of that in <laughs> Bachelor Nation. I don't know how we feeling about that. That's balance, and uh, that's that yin and yang in Bachelor Nation. You got to keep it balanced, right? You lose one, you gain one. So <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, so Chris Harrison is officially engaged. I know he's not really a part of Bachelor Nation anymore, and he then took everything else off of his Instagram, which I thought was kind of wild. You know, obviously I spent some time with them and, uh, you know, the time I have spent, they just, they seem like a great couple, like really had, you know, something there. And now they can just focus on themselves. Um, moving forward, obviously Lawrence, you know, still pursuing her, her career um, in the entertainment industry. I know, I'm sure Chris is going to do something else, obviously outside of Bachelor, but just for the two of them, it's a great happy story, great happy ending there. I've also heard a rumor that he might go for Dancing with the Stars next year. I, I can see that. That would be... <laughs> I think that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a big uh, middle finger to the show for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Speak, speaking of Dancing with the Stars, I, I know we're getting off topic a little bit, but that last uh, show, I forget the basketball player's name, and they did like, um, what's that scary movie by um, Jordan Peele? Um, us? Is it Us? Yeah, Us, I think. Us. So they did a dance routine from Us, and it was phenomenal. I don't know if you guys seen it at all, and they got a 10 out of 10 on everything. 
They got Damn. a perfect score. It was phenomenal. If you guys haven't seen it, please watch it. Ooh, I haven't. No. I'll have to look into that. I'm not a big Dancing with the Stars person, but big JoJo Siwa fan. Is she still on uh, it? So, yeah, she is. Nice. So that's all I know about Dancing with the Stars. But back to Bachelor Nation, the other big thing that happened on Monday, Katie and Blake announced that they are no longer together. That was, that was fast. Yeah, that was... A little bit of a shocker. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I know. I feel like they've been pretty, pretty, I mean, I feel like they've been on social media quite a bit with each other and just, just mm-hmm. out of the blue. I don't know. So I don't know what to make of it. I don't know. Have we, what do you guys think? Have we heard, like, I really haven't paid too much attention to it, but like, have we heard why? Was there like a, a reason or is it just like a generic like PR statement? Like anything why or no? So they had their own like PR statement, which was like they both posted the exact same thing from each of their accounts with a picture of them together. And it was just a very polite, we've chosen to go separate ways. We would appreciate kindness and understanding in this period of time. Um, Felt very PR-y. But they haven't like confirmed what or why. But if I had to bet anything, I would bet that it was distance. Like he's he lives in Canada and he was traveling and he spent a month in Africa and it that's hard on a relationship but but what did we know what their end goal was like were they had they made any announcements to like move to move in together I know uh Katie's in Seattle not Seattle she's in San Diego now right yeah she moved to San Diego after the show which to me kind of says that she wasn't super committed to whatever relationship she was going to be in because why would you start out on a new adventure on your own right. when you go through all of these trials and tribulations to try to find someone to spend the rest of your life with? Yeah, you know, I get it. I, listen, I think, you know, I think, let's call it as it is. I think she, I don't know if it would have worked for her and Greg, but I think her heart was was with Greg at least a little bit. Ooh, maybe so, spicy. Yeah, that emotion, those emotions don't, those emotions don't Remember lie. we, yeah, we, we made, how far after the show when they did the final rose or whatnot, she was still She upset. got triggered. And that, that only says one, you don't get triggered if you're not invested, if you're not emotionally invested. I don't care yeah. what anyone says. You just, you just don't. And she was visibly triggered. And so I think, you know, who knows? I'm not saying that's the reason, but you know, obviously it sucks. Listen, I've been there. It sucks. It's tough. They're lucky that they both, <laughs> they both have such a, a nice PRE um, breakup <laughs> post here. And uh, <laughs> they seem like they'll still talk and be friends, right? Yeah. I So getting to know you guys through this show, I think it's changed my perspective a little bit because like I love the drama of it. And I put a question up on our Instagram just to see if people were more in for the love story or the drama. And drama is winning by a ton, except for all of the people in the pit who have flooded our DMs saying that they're in it for the love of the game. Shout out to the pit. Shout out to speaking Bachelor Blues for calling Katie and hey, I just Sorry, they broke up, buddy. Pit, yeah. Did you see? Oh my God, you got the we book? We just got they sent me the book. our own copy of How to Win the Bachelor. Big shout out. I can't wait to read. Actually, dude, we should go on that show, man. We should uh, we should read this and then if apply. I had read this before, guys. I would and, have been uh, in love. And <laughs> been no, but like I was saying, I feel like I was thinking of it as more of just like entertainment TV and not the fact that people are actually getting like their emotions thrown through the mud. Yeah. And so it's like 
they put all of this effort into having a relationship and they broke up and breakups suck and that hurts. And I can only imagine how like that feels when you're in that position. So like, I know that you understand what that's like, Peter, because like you obviously got to the end of the season and it didn't work out and like that sucks. And then people just roast you for it on the internet. And it's like, ah, maybe I'm a bad person for being one of those people that's constantly roasting people on the internet. Yeah, for sure. It's (laughs) listen, I get we're all, we're, we are people's entertainment. Right. That's at the end of the day, that's what you are when you sign up for this kind of show. But it's, yeah, it it is real life. And obviously, you know, who knows how only Katie and Blake will truly know how serious the relationship ever was. If anything was done for the show, if anything was done for who knows, only they'll truly know. But then they're real people. They have real feelings. And um, the the pressure is truly something you're never going to understand. I could say it a million and one times. You're never going to understand unless you go through it. And then you're just all of a sudden thrown to like the wolves with everyone to like judge you and make, you know, always have these opinions about you when they really don't know you at the end of the day or they don't know your relationship, mm-hmm. but it's sad. And, um, it just, it sucks to see, you know, I, I want, I'm, I'm rooting for the show to have more successful relationships. Like I want that to happen. You know, I don't want it just to be about the drama. I want to see these like long love stories last weddings come children, families. Like I want to see that. But I think that begins with casting though too. I mean, I don't think casting is actually, Casting people that really want to be in relationships. You don't think the cat like you don't think that the producers are genuine. <gasps> I mean, this, this is the thing about Mich- this is the thing about Michelle's season. Michelle has a very like her job as a teacher. You know, she's very she's she's all in on that. You know, she's mm-hmm. a person that is ready to go in these extra stages in life and develop that with someone. I feel like a lot of these past bachelorettes or bachelors too just have not been really in that. Um, I don't know. Not really in that mode. So to I, say. Yeah. But I think Michelle is. I just, I think she I is. am such yeah. a fan of Michelle. Like if I, if I, you know, hadn't been on Hannah's season, I would have loved to have been on Michelle's season. I am such a, like, that is a quality individual right there. The guys keep saying, you know, she's like that one in the billion. You can just tell like the, the guys are lucky to, to have her. They truly are. Oh yeah. She's very, in, she's very emotionally intelligent too. Yes. You, you could just tell, you know, I wrote like one of my biggest takeaways from the episode was that she's just so poised. She's so grounded and she just like really knows what she wants and what she needs in a relationship. She knows exactly what she's looking for and she's not willing to compromise even in the slightest. And it's really cool to see the way that she stood up for herself. But I guess we'll get more into that. The last thing that I want to bring up before we dive into the episode is... Reality Steve just posted, and this is kind of a spoiler, but not really a spoiler, and it's not about Michelle's season, so don't feel like you need to skip. There's going to be another Bachelor after Clayton. So they're going to do two seasons of The Bachelor back-to-back, like they did two seasons of The Bachelorette back-to-back. You know what that tells me? This next season's going to (laughs) suck. Guys, the tea. The tea that I could share right now. I can't. But the oh tea, God. I met some girls from Clayton season. <laughs> All oh, right. No. And I promised them and I can't. I obviously I got them. That's respect. I got them. I have their best interests. But the tea, <laughs> at some point I will be able to share. Um, some of them, uh, yeah, I got to meet some of them. Share some I tea, can't. Share some I, tea. You know, we got to get that GoFundMe for uh, lawsuits going. Come on, it, if our audience wants the tea, we can give no it names. to them. They were, they were no some names. good girls. They were some great girls. I'm not going to do it to them. I, I gave them my word, but yeah, some stuff. But uh, I, you know, I hate it. I hate that. I don't think that it's a good, it's the right call to be doing these back-to-back 
seasons. I don't think it was a good call to pick this guy that no one even knows about. Like, and from the looks of it, there's nothing that's sticking out at all. If you told me that Nate was going to be the bachelor already, I'd be like, totally. I see it. This guy's got uh, good was energy. Was it Brandon or Brendan? Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. yeah. Totally see it. Charming. I'm just not seeing anything at all. And yeah. I know they're kind of downplaying the edits, but still, I just don't see unless, anything. Unless, listen, let's be fair. Unless there's like, it's a slow burn here and then it ramps up and then it's a bam, like, and you see it. But yeah, I, I got to agree with you. I don't see it right now. I forgot he was on the freaking show up until the rose ceremony when they showed him. And I was like, oh shit, that's going to be the next Bachelor. Who is that? Right. My theory about this guy is that he must have stumbled on some ABC dirty secrets and he's using it to blackmail them. And that's why he's the Bachelor. Because there's no way in hell this guy would have been picked. You and Mm. all your conspiracy theories. I tell you what. Listen, (laughs) I just... Who knows? Who knows? Who knows how the season will be? Who knows? Um... But I think that like there, there's a little bit of like, I remember, you know, before I was ever involved with the franchise or anything, like just being a fan of it, that like looking at, like watching every season, how the normal, you know, format was, you'd have one bachelor season and a bachelorette season. And there was such a gap in between and paradise. Yeah. And paradise. But like even before that, like, it was just a gap in between. And what did it make you do? Human nature, like absence makes the heart grow fonder. You, you like, yeah. you grew to miss it and you couldn't look forward to like, you knew, okay, they were leaving. Now they're going to start filming. And you'd think about oh, how is that season going or whatnot? And maybe you'd hear some things or whatnot, but mm-hmm. it would be a, a long time in between each season and it would just make you miss it. And you would look forward to it like crazy. Well, the showdown is doing the exact opposite. They're not letting you miss the show anymore, which I'm not quite sure. I'm exhausted. Like, the, like it's not even like the ratings are good. Like, I don't know why they're pushing it so hard now. Like let people, let people want to come back and let people, and I know there's the diehards are going to watch every season. I get that, but let people miss the show, you know? I'm tired. I want a break. I'm the best part about the beginning of football season is that there hasn't been football for a long time. Why do people love football so much? Because it's not on like, you know, baseball's on every single freaking night, right? You miss it. You like look forward to it. And it's like, I remember like when I was a little kid, I would be like, oh, I wish Christmas was every single day to my parents, right? And they'd be like, yeah. no, bud, you don't. Because like, there's a re- you love it so much because you get to look forward to it. And it's such a great part of the year and like all the anticipation. And it's, it, I don't know, They're, it's a little overkill, but they have their reasons. Yeah, I completely agree with you. But I guess with that, our job now is to dive into what happened this week on Michelle's season. Yes. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of her. I it's, it's making me think like, you know what? I don't think I've ever dated a teacher. I want to like, I got to go find me a teacher, you know? Yeah. Um, my mom's a teacher. Hey, I'm not saying I want to go teach your mom, but <laughs> <laughs> I got to go find one. So the first date was teacher themed. Who could have guessed? It's like, so I will say there are like three things I know about Michelle. It's that she's a teacher. She's from Minnesota and she played basketball and they harp on those three things. Right. They've made those her three personality traits. And so they At play this like At least she had three. They only gave off. me one. Hey, he's a pilot. That's his one personality trait. Yeah, I guess trait. pilot Pete. <laughs> so she got lucky. They give her this knockoff. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Dude? Yeah. What were your thoughts? I, I think it's I think it's funny. I would hate to be in there though. I, I'm going to go ahead and admit I am not smarter than a fifth grader. I would hate to be showing up in that 
definitely would have been. But it was cute. Tough. I told, I said I was watching it. I, uh, I was watching, I was, and Dustin, I had to watch it later and Dustin was watching it with me again. And I was like, you know what my answer would have been when they had the, uh, what was the question? It was, um, oh, when you multiply a negative with a negative, what kind of number do you get? And I would have written IDK, but can I get your number? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You got oh it. That's so funny. I forgot to laugh. <laughs> I thought, I don't, you got to be different, right? You got to stand out. Not in, listen, I'm not trying to stand out in the other oh, way. The other Peter tried oh, to stand different. out. But you different. Yeah, like buddy. the Peter? Yeah, I thought, whatever, cheesy as hell, but. It would have been everyone did the infinity that you knew that was coming. Oh, the infinity was super obvious. Yeah. I love that the little girl totally shut down Peter when he was like, hey, Michelle, Michelle. And she was like, leave her alone. I was like, yo, this those nine year old were, just those, put those you in your were, place. Yeah. Those kids were hilarious. I wonder, like, I was like, did they cat, like, did they put these kids to like an audition or are they, were they actually like Michelle's kids? Oh, paid actors, 100%. Yeah, they were pretty good. They were very charismatic. Yeah, that's not what the average fifth grader's like emotional like ability the is. Kids are shy, and those kids were not shy. Those kids were no. Yeah, Mia's a standout. Shit. She's gonna get her own ABC spinoff now. I can see it now. Oh, it's sure. gonna happen. Hey, these kids are gonna be on Disney. Dustin, um, can you spell? Can you spell protein for me? Protein. P R O T I E N. Oh, oh no, Dusty. I was going to give you even a harder word. I'm like, no, I'm throwing a softball. <laughs> I'll throw him the easy I hate one. spelling. We'll not throw I hate spelling. Oh, all right. I Dustin is not smarter than a fifth grader. Dustin does not get the group bros. What did Lucky I say at the beginning? For Dustin, he's got what a girlfriend already. So. Hey, no, Brandon misspelled protein, but he got the group date, Rose. He did, he did. super well. Wait, she was like, he's was bad at spelling, but he must have been good at other things. What's the other guy, Romeo? What's not Romeo? Romeo's one of the guys. I don't know. He's a smart guy, right? Yeah, he's Romeo was on the date. He's the mathematician, right? I thought LT was the guy who was like, I went to math at Harvard. I don't know. Oh, I, I thought it was that like was a wrong. background noise. I didn't peg who actually said it. That's why I have it in the notes as a question. Yeah. But I was like, someone studied math at Harvard and now they're on The Bachelor? What? That's crazy. How do you, how do you get there? Damn. So the major thing that stood out on that date that's been memed everywhere is the, how do you spell narcissist? That was hilarious. That was. That was hold, good. Will holds up the sign that says, Peter. I thought it was the right amount of shade. It's just the right amount of shade that we needed on that episode. I it thought was it perfect. was tasteful. And then was like, P- Peter on the show was like, how dare you? You come for me. And like his quote was like, maybe, like what about me? What, what about, about me? me? And I was like, maybe what about me is not the best response to when you get called a narcissist. Just putting it out there. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that is kind of narcissistic. Yeah. So you think he's a... So you think he's a clown, three out of 10? Yeah, three out of 10. Don't like the dude. He's there for emotional or like just for levity, I think for now. He is a point of comedy. I don't see him going very far. And I know you both have him picked in your top five. Yeah. So the fact that he had such a bad episode yesterday made me feel a little bit more confident in my top five. Well, you, no, you wanted your top five guys was a freaking... Okay, I, we'll talk about it. We'll get we'll to it. We'll talk about he it. He made the show. I knew that something was up with this guy. So, Peter, you have your top five as Rick, Nate, Brandon, Peter, and Rodney. Rick's a good guy. I like Rick. Yeah, I'm going to definitely put Peter at the bottom of that now. Um, I got. I already made the call, so he's, he's in it. But, uh, shit, I don't know. Got, hopefully he has a, a better showing next episode. kind of redeems himself a little bit and makes up for it. So overall, the first date was really cute, went super well. Rick did really well. Brandon did really well. You 
both have Rick on your top five. I should have seen that. That was pretty good. He's doing well. He looks just like the mouse from the 2006 movie Flushed Away. Rodney, the mouse or rat (laughs) or whatever it is. Rick looks like, like the mouse? Yes, I will send you guys a picture. I have it saved specifically for this purpose. Wait, that's hilarious. He looks exactly like this thing. (laughs) But he did really well on the date. Brandon gets the rose. And it all in all is a pretty decent first date for the show. Yeah, that is pretty spot on. Wow. He looks exactly like it, right? You should have done that as an entrance instead of of the, uh, the dinner. That would have been good. We got a we got a rat on the show now. We got a rat. You need to put that up on the Instagram page. That's pretty. Oh, funny. absolutely. Will do. Yeah, no, I, I like the first date. Yeah, I thought it was good. And then the first one on one is Janie, which I had him picked as my number one. This guy's a roller coaster. So wow. This guy's a roller coaster on his one on one. It was beautiful. And shout out to ABC for not like giving a trigger warning or anything. That was a pretty big flub for a company that's trying to be. Uh, really on top of their image. And people online were flaming them for not putting a trigger warning for the episode. But... Wait, what do you, what, what do you mean? They didn't put a, a warning to say that there was going to be like a really intense conversation about suicide. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying, yeah. And usually it is the prerogative of shows to do something like that. I don't think I've actually noticed that. Okay. ABC usually puts up a warning for like domestic abuse and other things like that. And then on their Instagram after the show, they posted a, here's the national suicide prevention line. And people were like, no, too late. late. You should have put it up like on the show. That was really uncool. Oh, I have like during the commercial break, right? They'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. They'll like right before the show comes back, like right before it's discussed, they'll put up a little warning. They didn't do that. And people are pretty upset about it. And I kind of agree. I think that that is something that you probably should do. Just... I think that it was a really heavy conversation that they probably should have prefaced. He tells this beautiful story of overcoming hardships. And I, after the, like the one-on-one, I was like, wow, Jamie's going to win. Like, this is his show. It's over. And then things go south for Jamie, but fast. Yeah. I I was like, so I, I say he's like a roller coaster because while like, obviously it was a really heavy conversation and, you know, it was... You know, the way that Michelle handled it was was beautiful, obviously. And just, I think it was a conversation, obviously, it brings them together right off the bat, you know, on their first date. But but like you got like signs of like something's a little off with, with him because like how he was, granted, he was actually speaking, everything he was saying was right. I just think the delivery kind of seemed a little off about like, you know, well, she needs to be as, in, I need to make sure that I'm just as into her as she's into me. And totally. Like, it's just because you're the bachelor mm-hmm. or the bachelor. Like, yeah, every, it's, it's a two-way street. But It's a relationship. Yeah, but the way he was saying it just kind of came off a little distasteful. And I'm like, oh, you're right. But like, I don't, I still, something's off. And, but then he had the date and it, and it goes great. And then it, then he kind of just like implodes. The fact that he was just saying like, oh yeah, I, um, uh... I don't know. It's other guys in the house, not me. I'm not the guy wondering. And then in all of the shots that they show, it's him talking to other guys about it. And then when she brings it up to the like the group of guys, they're like, yep, never heard about this. Don't know what's going on. And Jamie just sits there and doesn't say anything. Yeah, I'm so confused on why he... That, I don't know. I see... And it might go back to his past. I mean, there's some deep insecurity issues there that, you know... That are bringing out these emotions and these feelings, but 
I, I feel bad for him, but also I'm like, what the fuck? Why, why, why cause unnecessary drama? You had the rose. You had a rose. You're good. Why are you trying to stir the pot? You know what? Listen, you know what I wonder if possibly happened? I wonder if they're having like all the guys are together, chilling and whatnot at the ceremony or whatever party they're at. And producers possibly brought up that topic and pushed him to talk on it. And he did. He took the bait, talked on it, then didn't realize kind of like what he kind of got dragged into a little bit. And then immediately like, because I don't think he's a dumb guy, immediately kind of realized, oh shit, like look what this is going to turn into. And then kind of froze up and didn't want to be any part, part of it anymore. Like with what that conversation was about, had already kind of gone too far. So he was sucked into it. But I wonder if that happened because it just, his reaction, it, nothing made sense. It kind of it was just very odd. The only reason that I now truly think of him as the villain and I don't give him that benefit of the doubt is after all of this happened in his, like in the moment, he says, I don't know, I'm not here or like, I'm not dedicated to being the nice right. guy was the direct quote. And I was like, damn it. You can't say that. Because of course they're going to cut. If you say something like, I'm not dedicated to being the nice guy, why in the hell would the producers not use that? That's beautiful audio. Yeah, I just, I, I, I just, you guys know me. I don't trust anything with the show. That could have been a freaking <laughs> bite. And it could have been him saying, they could have been asking him something, you know, well, how do you think this guy would react to that? And, you know, what do you think he would say? And so you just, you never know. This seems so fucked up to, for them to even, if they did that, that's terrible from his past of what he's gone through. I don't, I, that's just a terrible thing to, but did, I mean, there, there's something's off. Something doesn't make sense. The guy doesn't seem like an idiot. Right. So why would he, I don't know. It just seems odd. It's weird. Something's fishy. Something's fishy. He's got some red flags though. Something, something's going on. There's red flags. There's red flags going on all around him or someone that's pushing this on him. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So the second group date is a basketball date because the first date was a teacher date. And once again, the two things that we really know about her other than she's from Minnesota are that she played basketball and she is a teacher. So why not have those be the dates? But it's a pretty cute date. We got Mr. Basketball. That was a really good game. I I actually love that. I wish that was my date. I mean, we did freaking roller roller derby. Who does ro- who does roller yeah, derby? That Dustin's was the, got glass ankles. He was uh, he was struggling a little bit over there. Yeah, that that was that was a tough. That sucked. But yeah, basketball. They got competitive. It was it was a it was a good date. I mean, it's a natural sport that guys play, and they're just letting their competitiveness competitiveness come out. And I don't know. I'm really a fan of Joe. I had Joe on my top list, and after that. After that B-roll of him, like, you know, him finding out that his old basketball coach had passed away. And it it was like, that was just a a moving, touching moment. I know how that can be. You know, these coaches that are in your life, they're like father figures, you know? Oh, for sure. So that had to be, that had to be really tough for him. I I think, I got to say real quick, man, Michelle's just like impressed me so much. And then like even more, I had had a very similar situation occur on my season and she just handled it so much better than I ever did. And it was like, it was when I had the football date and, you know, it was the exact same format. You have a sports date and then the Rose goes to someone that wasn't even on the team that wasn't even there. Like she just handled it. Like, I was like, damn, I should have taken notes. Like the way she did that was so much better. Like when I, I remember, you know, it just, she's killing it, killing it as a lead. (laughs) I got to give her props, props where props are due. 
She's doing really well. I thought that it was a cute date. I thought that it was really cool to watch her 1v1 uh, Joe. I didn't realize that she was runner-up for Miss Basketball Minnesota. Um, I hadn't put much thought into the fact that Joe was Mr. Basketball Minnesota. And then I was like, oh, shit, my boyfriend played college basketball in Minnesota. Maybe I should ask him if he knows him. He was like, you're telling me Joe Coleman's on The Bachelor? Oh. I was like, oh, yeah. So apparently they know one another. How old is he? Um, my so Joe Coleman's twenty eight. My boyfriend's twenty six. So they were in high school around the same time and played against against each other quite a bit. That's pretty impressive to be Mister Basketball, though. Like, that's, oh hell yeah! Like you, you got to be a oh guy was balling out. He, he really was. I mean, the last two Mister Minnesotas, so it, or Mister Basketball Minnesota, a couple years ago was Jalen Suggs, and now he just got drafted in the NBA. So like, it's a pretty decent award to get. Chet Holmgren got it this year. He's going to go into the NBA. So, like, it's pretty impressive. Damn. Really impressive. He had a great game, and I'm actually not mad for the fact that he— I mean, normally, the winning team, Joe's team did not win. The other team won. Normally, you would pick an MVP from the winning team. That's normally how it goes, tradition. But the Bachelorette, you can do whatever you want. There are no rules. There's no rules. And that guy played a hell of a game. And I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad that he actually got the MVP and got— to go on the group date. Oh, yeah. I mean, the cocktail that night. Not bad about Especially, it Especially, I've been able to, you know, to, with the story that just had happened to him with unfortunate news. Um, that all came together really well, I think, the way it was supposed to come come together. And, yeah, I didn't have Joe in my uh, in my top five. And <laughs> missed opportunity, buddy. Yeah. Maybe, missed uh, opportunity, lady. Rethinking that. Yeah. I, my only complaint about the date is the guy that they had doing the commentary on the mic. Who the hell was he? It's like, man. Why was he chosen? You missed Chris in that Wells. moment. <laughs> I yeah. missed Chris. I missed Fred Willard. Are you oh, kidding Chris, me? There was a moment where piece, I was like, oh, Fred. Fred Willard would turn in his grave if he saw this mediocre ass like white man sitting there doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like, we could pick anyone. We could have had Wells. We could have had anyone why from not? Bachelor I, Why didn't they just have, well, they should have had uh, Tasha and, and Caitlin do it or something. I, it's like, it's just kind of odd. You're just you reading well. lines yeah, this, from a this, script anyway. Yeah, this is a random guy. And also like, they have money. You guys had three hosts for the for Paradise. You couldn't get one announcer, one celebrity announcer, one. That would have been that would have been so cool if they got like a real NBA, you know, player to come in or someone. They should have got an NBA Hall of Famer. That's who they should have got. Just really anyone with a name. Yeah. Someone. He was all by himself too. He didn't have anyone. <laughs> Poor guy. <I> know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't know. So if on Hulu you can see the like little clip that they do, the like blooper that they do at the end of the episode, they went through and they did like a teaser introduction for each of the guys. And the introduction for the next bachelor was, and I quote, shaves his nipples and thinks hot dogs should be called sandwiches. And in my opinion, I really wish I could have not learned that and would be a better person if I didn't know that. Wait, that was about Clayton? Oh. Yeah. You know, I've never actually That's thought weird. about a hot dog being called a sandwich. He might, he might have might have something there. Just going to gloss over the shaves his nipples part? <laughs> that part's a little weird. I'm trying to forget about that part. <laughs> trying to erase it from my mind, but interesting stuff. So the last thing that we see is the cocktail party. It's going super well. She blind tastes a food with Rodney. I like Rodney. And he can't... I like Rodney, but he can't tell the difference between pizza and lasagna. Maybe he had COVID this year. We can't... Hey, we don't know. Maybe he had COVID. He lost his taste buds. He does suck at tasting skills, but who knows? True. That's a good point, actually. 
And everything was going so well up until the Jamie thing devolves. She confronts the guys. That's your boy, Emma. Emma, that's your yeah, boy. Yeah, how are we going to defend you told me, your boy here? I like Jamie. I think he's going to be a top runner. I think he's going to go all the way. I'm like... Okay, tell me on the one-on-one <sighs> date that you weren't like, oh shit, Emma totally picked it. I... I thought that was a really good date and I thought that was really brave of him to speak on that. But I still, there's something about this guy that I was just like, mm, I, I don't trust. I think he has too many facial expressions. I think he smiles too much. You ever yeah. have someone just smiles way too much? Like, why are you smiling? Like, I don't know if I trust you smiling like that. Yeah. What's also funny about Jamie, I don't want to talk shit on him too much because I, I, I feel bad. And even though he did ruin a cocktail, anyone that talks with their eyes closed, don't trust them. Dude, I trust anyone that talks. Did, I didn't notice that. Was he doing yep, that? Yep. I, uh, yep. Yep. Um, um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like every time. Huh. I guess I didn't notice that. I still just can't get over why. Jamie had a rose. Sit your ass down. Shut your go mouth. Go have a drink. Why are you like, why? What makes you feel like you could just go in and feel like you're just top of the world, this guy? And like, yeah, I need her to show me this. I'm actually got an issue with this. You know, who cares about someone's past if they've gone on dates or if they're talking to someone? Like, bro, you're on the bachelorette. Do you, this is a process that you have to go through. You're no high mighty guy. Sit your ass down. Stop talking shit and own up to your shit talking too. Need you to own up. Yeah, well, everyone's mad about it, and they were all shit-talking the whoever it is. I'm like, that guy sucks. He's a piece of shit. And they just would always shoot to Jamie's face. And he yeah. was like, it's freaking That was comedy. <laughs> They go up and talk to Jamie like you know what I'm talking about. You would never do that. He's like, yeah, 100. Oh, Close his eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100. You 100. percent I wouldn't do that. <laughs> it's freaking hilarious. I could watch that episode probably like three more times. Honestly, it was hilarious. It was it was good. And then we cancel the rest of the cocktail party. Go straight to the rose ceremony because Michelle is just not in a place to continue the evening. And we lose. Four guys, Pardeep, Alec, Daniel, and PJ. And I got to say, justice for Pardeep. I don't even remember Pardeep. I liked him. He seemed cool. I knew he wasn't going to go very far. He never got any screen time. But he was a really cool dude, it seemed. How's he cool? You you don't even know he's cool. He has a podcast. Okay, so I've also stalked his Instagram. because I was like, Yeah, he's, he's just really outspoken about social justice. He's got a lot of a lot of different things going for him outside of the show, yeah. which I thought were really cool. So I really wish that we'd seen a bit more of him. You'll probably see him on Paradise. You know what? I felt for him. I, he was the one that he, he was pretty bad at basketball, right? I think the commentary mm-hmm. made this like a, a joke and I was like, man, that's my boy right there. I suck. Party couldn't I hit suck the water just as much fell out of a as boat. Ba- at basketball. So my heart goes out to party with that. Uh, but yeah. Hey, that's too bad. Yeah, you're not bad, Pete. <laughs> I wonder who, I don't know who would win in, 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 a, in a one-on-one game between me and party. He'd be, he'd probably be the only one I'd call out if I was on that date. Cause <laughs> I got no chance just being real. So end of the week, what are you guys feeling coming up? It looks like there's a lot of drama. It looks like this whole Jamie thing's going to boil over. How are you feeling about this? The bachelor breakdown this week? I, I, I mean, I feel like, yeah, it's going to come up. I feel like, the guys are going to figure out who did this. I feel like they, they're going to want to know. And they're going to find out it's Jamie. And Michelle's going to find out about it. And it's just going to be... It's going to be good. It, it's going to be, be good. <laughs> it, it is going to be good because he... Obviously, this is not going to just be forgotten. It's going to be dissected. And Michelle is going to, you know, get to the bottom of this. But, you know, there was something you could see in with Michelle 
there was something there that she felt for Jamie. For yeah, for Jamie, that she felt there was something there, and he's gonna have to have a really damn good. Ex- I'm curious to see how he tries to, if it's possible, to even like dig himself out of this, or if he's just gonna dig himself a deeper hole. Uh, nah, she. He's and it's gonna home. be the first real test for Michelle to have to, because this happens as the lead. Like you go, there's certain like stages that you go through in that process where inevitably something very dramatic comes up with someone that you're actually feeling something for, and then you're put into a tough situation under pressure. You have the thought, you know, the possibility of losing, you know, quote unquote, losing the house. Um, if you go a certain direction that you possibly want to go and follow your heart, or you make the decision for the greater good for the majority of the people that, you know, it's, it's a tough, there's a couple of these that happen every season. And so this is her first real test. Um, actually very confident. She's going to handle it in a very, very, you know, very good way. Um, and do the right thing. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for her to see this unfold. 100% she's going to send him home. As soon as she finds out, he's the one that started that. 100%. I, I feel that 100%. Other than all that, you know, all this, I think these are some cool guys. We haven't really got to know too many of them. But I will say, I will applaud Nate. This guy is very secure about himself. This guy is confident. He doesn't really feed into the bullshit. He's just like, I, I know, you know, I don't care. Like, he saw he saw Joe get the group date rose and he was just like smiling. Like he's like, he's confident in himself. He doesn't have to side eye any of these guys. Yeah. And um, I just want to applaud that guy. Cause, that's uh, how, you, that's how you do it right there. And like, mm-hmm. I forgot who it was. Another guy had made a comment when they were like, uh, when Joe was back for a long time with Michelle and they're like, Oh yeah, he's kind of there for a while. And of course they're trying to play it up. Like, well, it's ridiculous. He shouldn't have been here on the day anyways. But then one guy, it's just like the most simple comment. He's like, but it's so true. He's like, Man, she I, 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 she just really likes him. <laughs> it's like that's all. Yeah, she just really likes him, uh, yeah. and um, that's so that's works. okay for people to like like each other and talk for a while. And um, you know, it doesn't have to always be dramatic, but uh, it was just funny to me. Well, I for one am excited to see how the rest of the season unfolds, and I'm looking forward to recapping next week with you guys. For sure, for sure, big big Michelle too. fan, and it's gonna be a good one. Might have to keep Jamie around just for more. Yeah, I, that's why I'm like real it. quick going to say, <laughs> trust me, Jamie's going nowhere. All right, you think she's going to send him home? He's going nowhere. Uh. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by Acast. Our producer is Red Yoakum and our associate producer is Emma Martins. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send your voice memos to BTC at redrockmusic.com. That's BTC at R-E-D-D rockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcasts. See you next week. Thanks for listening and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and enjoy the episodes ad free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.